What's up, sassy gamers? <laughs> today is what is today? January twentieth, twenty twenty-two. It's uh, season two, episode thirty-two. I had a lot of twos today. Jeez. And uh, I'm here with uh, Kelly, Bruno, I think, and Brian. Bruno, and I think. I'm not sure who this guy is, actually. Like, we, yeah, we haven't seen Bruno for a while. Uh, I leave for an episode, and then I come back, and then he's been replaced with yeah, more, so, uh, like, uh, younger, more sophisticated, uh, awesome-looking, I guess, Bruno. Like, Bruno 2.0. We have like yeah, Bruno 2.0 yeah. now. You know, I went to the hospital like a month and a half ago, and then uh, I got my booster. I think the boosters what did it to me. Um, <laughs> I suddenly yeah, it sounds like you got person. cybernetics. Yeah, so one of the side effects of getting your third microchip is uh, you just you change, you change a lot. So wow, wild. Yeah, but uh, hey, today there is a lot of lot of news revolving around one topic, and if you're don't know what I'm talking about. You're obviously living under a rock, but one of the largest acquisitions for a gaming world, for sure. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we have the obvious uh, Kelly's Corner. Okay, I always add a little extra little thing at the end because I'm expecting this last beat and it never comes. I don't know why. Um, okay, so I've got uh, just a couple of... Not articles. a bad joke, but... Right? <laughs> That's such a shame, Kelly. I'm so sorry oh. for you. <laughs> All right. So while I do my, you know, weekly research for news that gets my attention, um, I ran across something about something teeny tiny, which we always know catches my attention. Uh, there's another joke for that there, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I read eh. an article about uh, this place called uh, Mill Ends Park. It's in Portland, Oregon, and it is the smallest park in the world. And it's adorable, um, which got me. So I read the article, which had a couple of details, but I was like, I, there's got to be more to this park. Right. So I went to the park's actual website. And learned that a man named Dick Fagan um, returned from World War II. I know that's not a joke. Um, and in 1946, he was a journalist for the Oregon Journal. And his office was on the second floor of you know, just an office building. And they were putting, you know, fixing up the road and stuff. And they created this little circular concrete thing where they were going to put in a phone pole or an electrical pole. And they never ended up putting one in and like weeds and stuff started growing in there. And so he just took it upon himself to plant flowers and stuff. Um, and so he wrote this column called uh, mill ends and mill ends are according to their website. Um, rough irregular pieces of lumber left over after lumber mills at, uh, left over at lumber mills so that was his column um so he named the park after his column um the park was actually dedicated on saint patrick's day in 1948 um so fagan was irish and used to tell stories about how um 
the uh, park was the home to all of these leprechauns and only he could see the lead leprechaun and stuff like that. It's super cute. Um, so they said um, the park has been home to a small swimming pool and diving board for butterflies, many statues, a miniature Ferris wheel that, by the way, was brought in by a normal sized crane. Um, and the, <laughs> the occasional flying saucer. Um, so in the reason why this is um, a, a big deal is it, it, it was uh, temporarily moved in 2006 because um, the street that it used to be on was renamed. It was Front Street. It was renamed to Naito Parkway. I may be mispronouncing that one. N-A-I-T-O. And um, so in 2006, they had to do some more constru do construction to create Naito Parkway. And then it was replaced. So they brought it right back, put it back in the same spot. And um, on, again, on St. Patrick's Day, you know, they, everybody celebrated. Oh, the park's reopened. <laughs> reopened. Um, then in December, this past December, they had to do more construction. Um, so they were putting in like bike lanes and stuff. So they actually had to completely remove the park and relocate the park a whopping six inches from where it used to be. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but because um, you know Fagan was Irish and he had this Irish folklore around the park, they actually changed the border of the park to a clover leaf. So if anybody, if we have any listeners in Oregon, in Portland specifically, if you are anywhere near there, take a picture of the new park because I was not able to find a new picture from the park. That's take a selfie. Yeah, take, take a, a selfie, selfie too, please. with yeah. the park and send it into yeah. GOA at sasgaming.com. Please. So I thought that was adorable. Um, my next article is an update of Doug the Spud. Do you guys remember Doug, who Doug the Spud is? Yeah, I remember Doug the Spud. Doug the Spud, the world's largest potato. Australia, right? Wasn't it? New Zealand. Oh New my Zealand. God. Yeah, New yeah, Zealand. I know somewhere over there. Uh, well, they're different people. I get that. Yeah. Um, so it was Colin and, and Donna Craig Brown. And the, Doug the Spud was 17 pounds. And they took all sorts of pictures of it and carried it around in a little wagon and stuff. Um, well, the Guinness Book of World Records has asked them for DNA evidence. Apparently, there's like a bunch, there's been a bunch of back and forth. And um, Craig and Donna have been, or Colin and Donna have have just done everything that Guinness has asked, but apparently it's just not enough. So they finally had to take a sliver off of Doug and um, send it over uh, for DNA analysis to find out, you know, exactly what kind of genus it is. So, um, so that's where we oh, are. Are you saying at this point now we're going to have those large uh, potatoes in our? grocery store now is that what uh, do? i mean I maybe there's a I good thing i don't think there's Guinness a world records is selling that to some farmer somewhere i'm yeah. gonna start breeding <laughs> mutated potatoes yes just watch six yeah. months from now we're gonna have like these massive potatoes in the grocery store yeah You're like that's interesting i'm not cooking that 17 pound potato oh my god especially with inflation right now fries imagine what a 17 fries. pound potato would cost well i fries. mean a five at least seven percent more of what it would have cost a year ago yeah yeah. 
Although uh, I, I got to admit, though, that, yeah, I don't think they're interested in cloning it because, I mean, uh-uh. they really don't use potatoes in making prove that, that it's a potato in making that beer. Yeah. So Doug, though, I will tell you, has lost a little weight. So they've put Doug in the freezer <laughs> so that he, he doesn't lose any moisture, <laughs> any more moisture. Dude, Freeze dried spud. Doug yeah. The spud. The cryogenics. Is that? Basically, basically. Yeah. What, what, what was the folklore Walt Disney's head is in the freezer? Um, all right. <laughs> the last one I had is something that everybody's probably already seen. Um, it was but you haven't me. seen it yet? Okay. I, I saw the headline, but I didn't actually uh, well, didn't I, grab my attention enough to, to click it. Yeah, I, I was getting the girls ready for school um, this morning, and my husband had the TV on in the background. I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> This um, reporter in West Virginia was broadcasting live about a a broken water main or something and suddenly gets hit by a car. Unfortunately, in freeze-thaw, we see this water main breaks. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. That's the first time. I love this part. We're all good. Standing up again. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. I got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. I'm used to this. Yeah. Apparently, it was that reporter's last week at work. At that at that station, at least, and um, she really went out with a bang. Um, yeah, her name yeah. is Tori uh, Yorgi, and um, she was actually it, toward the end of the video. Uh, you can see she actually picks up the camera. She was all by herself. She was doing one hundred percent of the reporting. She did not have a camera person with her. So. Yep. Good for her. And she handled it like a champ. She just got right up. She's like, oh, it's okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Oh, don't worry about me. And she did end up going to the hospital later on um, just to get checked out. But she's all set. So. That's pretty <laughs> random. Yeah. Also random. Good. Did you guys hear that Ben Stiller got arrested in Australia? Wait, what? Dwayne no. Johnson. For wait, what? Yeah. For shooting Dwayne Johnson. So apparently they're... <laughs> Apparently, there's a Ben Stiller in Australia that <laughs> shot another oh Dwayne Johnson <laughs> and got arrested. Oh, oh that was fun. that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> well, now, now the mainstream Dwayne should go to Australia and take out fake Ben Stiller. There you go. <laughs> He's not fake, but. He's not famous, so he's not a real person. Yeah. <laughs> None of us are real. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for the actual news, right? I <laughs> it's it's quite funny that that sounds very slow. After hearing the fast I'd also like to so point long. out that you said the actual news right after we finished the story with actual news. <laughs> I'm the actual news, but whatever. <laughs> with an actual cool. news reporter. You know what? You know what, Mike? 
That's what one, I'm here for. You know. One person's news. Hey, is man, another person's. This is her last week. Give her a break. It's still actually. I say, news I say words days. and people listen to it. Now, <laughs> if you haven't been living under a rock, which even, and it's funny because this story really hit a lot of people that I knew weren't even really into this kind of thing. Uh, but it's such a major, a major story. Uh, but anyway, to it. Uh, so Microsoft announced earlier this week. Uh, that there was an acquisition, which they've been already rumors of them acquiring another company that's in the works. Uh, but they came out and announced that they are acquiring uh, Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Billion dollars. Now, Activision Blizzard, um, if you're not familiar with either of those, uh, think about, you know, on a, on a face value, you think about, you know, World of Warcraft. Or Call of Duty. Those are the two that, like, a lot of people, if, you know, most people that don't do anything gaming, they, they at least know those two things. Um, but we're going to kind of break that down because there's a lot to kind of unpack with this. Uh, not to mention, you know, the history of the acquisitions that Microsoft has already been purchasing uh, and has acquired over the last few years. So it, it's just a massive story. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll hand it over to Phoenix to kind of take it away. I mean, there's there's only one story here. Why couldn't they afford the extra three hundred million? <laughs> well, I think it's more of the discount price. You know, how like, do you how do you do that and not say let's just do the extra three hundred million just because it'd be funny that all these news sites 69. have sixty nine billion dollars? Uh, there's actually a couple sites out there that actually have rounded up. Uh, and some just some say some just right, yeah, some of them just round right up to seventy billion. Like, yeah, yeah, seventy million dollars. Yeah, they it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what's an extra billion in a third to you know between friends? Um, yeah, they they essentially this was an extremely normally these things take a lot of negotiation, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And, and technically there's still a lot of time to go because just like when we reported about Bethesda, um, where, or Zenimax technically, which was purchased for $7.5 billion, almost 10 times less. But just like that, they make the announcement, but they still have to go through the regulatory stuff. The FTC has to look at a number of people like that. So it takes a while before it truly is finished. But still, there's usually a long negotiation period before they get to the point where they even make the announcement. And apparently it wasn't that long this time. Per multiple sources, both uh, what Phil Spencer now the CEO of Microsoft Gaming got a promotion. Right. Uh, some of the things he said, some of the things that reporters have gotten from inside sources and things like that have shown that this was extremely fast paced. This essentially started in October. Wow. Now, they Shocked had started it. thinking about it when the news of Activision Blizzard's past vile indiscretions started coming to light. That's a good that way they, yeah, they started thinking about it when it started coming to light in July and they waited a little bit and then they finally approached and said, listen, you know, you guys will give you $95 a share, which if you go and look, they're currently trading around the forties, 42, $45 right now. Um, Higher than I expected, to be honest, but 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure Zeissi will look it up for us and tell us in a moment. <laughs> He's tip typing away, I'm sure. But nope. the point is, is that's actually normal when a company buys out another company is that th there's no reason for them to offer the same price of what the shares are selling for right now, because no one's going to sell their company for that. That's what they're trading for. Mm -hmm. They can just let people buy stock for that, you know? Um, so it, it's normal that they pay more. If you think about it though, that if they're paying about like 40 or $45 over what it's trading at right now, imagine when Activision Blizzard was trading for hundred dollars a right. share. So instead of paying $140 a share, they're paying $95 a share. So th they're, they're doing the smart thing from the Microsoft side where they waited for the price to go down, literally. And then they offered a buyout. And uh, apparently Phil Spencer worked right through the holidays with a, another group of people. Uh, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, the, the upper people putting in crunch uh -huh. time, as it were. Not necessarily just the developers. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, to give you an idea of how big this is, I'm going to quickly name off some stuff. Disney bought three things, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars for $7.4 billion for Pixar and $4 billion each for Marvel and Star Wars. Marvel, which is made with its movies in excess of $22 billion. So quite a bit of a payout for them for their $4 billion yeah. investment. Star Wars, $4 billion. Like, and everybody was like, oh my God. Like, oh my God, that's massive. Oh my God, can you believe how much money they spent on Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. and it was only $4 billion. Mojang, maker, the developer behind Minecraft, one of the largest games in the world, $2.5 billion. Microsoft bought them in 2014. Facebook bought Oculus for $2 billion. Activision themselves bought King and became Activision Blizzard King. Uh, King, the makers of Candy Crush, a lot of other mobile games. $5.9 billion. They paid more for King than Disney paid for Star Wars. Yeah. Tencent bought Supercell for $8.6 billion. Uh, then, of course, Microsoft, the story that we, you know, Talked about last year, uh, they bought Zenimax for $7.5 billion. You know, uh, the Embracer Group bought Gearbox, makers of Borderlands, for $1.3 billion. Borderlands isn't is worth, worth as much as people would think, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then well, even Gearbox recently. Be, um, what do you call it? What's the game? The, isn't that Gears of War? Is that Gearbox? No. No. No? That's, no, that's no. a Microsoft Studio. Yep. I thought they were running on Gearbox. What the hell other game was it? Nope. So uh, the fun. other thing that just like happened fun. two weeks ago was that Take-Two bought Zynga for $12.7 billion. So I just talk, talked a lot about uh, you know industry and mostly game-related acquisitions there. And even all those combined do not equal the $68.7 billion that Microsoft paid. <clears throat> Yeah. One of the cool things. Yeah, it's, it's super wild. Uh, so the whole thing is, is this isn't supposed to be, the ink isn't dry, the regulation is expected to be done, not official until sometime fiscal year 2023. It's so sometime like, after March. People don't realize just how long it takes 
to finalize an acquisition like that, you know? And so one of the things that they said, though, is that Bobby Kotick is going to remain the CEO until that ink is dry. So that's a whole other can of worms because he's still being, I mean, he's still an asshole. He's still. Yeah. But I mean, Microsoft announced that he would be reporting to Mm -hmm. Phil Spencer, who we Mm -hmm. said is now the CEO of Xbox gaming or uh, Microsoft gaming. Um, So that was going to be eventually him reporting to, you know, Phil Spencer, which a lot of people take that as, well, that sounds like pretty much when he'll be let go. Cause yeah, once the right. CEO becomes, you know, reporting to another CEO, it kind of like makes, you know, <laughs> so well, that and kind of where we're at. that and it's too, here, here's the thing. Microsoft can't do anything about Bobby Kotick right now because no. they technically don't own no, no. him yet. Yep. 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 And yep. the other thing too, is as much as people want to see him gone now, Typically, and and I'm not an expert on this, but mm-hmm. typically you can't make those kind of changes in the process of a buyout mm-hmm. because the the stock could change. Like if you got yeah. a beloved CEO that gets terminated for some reason, the talk the stock could tank in that company, mm-hmm. which lowers the valuation of the company being bought. Uh, now, in this case, it probably increased just a high price. Sh- in this case, that's, um, that's exactly what I was about to say. In this case, apparently, from what people have been saying, it's somewhat contractual. There's a mm-hmm. reason why even the people internally have yep. quite removed him yet. There's there's some kind of a payout mechanic that comes into removing him early that none mm-hmm. of them want to, wanted to do. But now with Microsoft buying them out, it won't matter because he's going to get all the money that he wants. And then he'll just disappear and hopefully fade into oblivion. Yeah. Well, not Oblivion. That's also well, Microsoft's. <laughs> that that's kind of a good thing to bring up because the thing is, is with Bobby Kotick with his contract, if he's to leave, even after Microsoft gets him, uh, he owns so much stock that essentially <clears throat> his payout would be close to three hundred million dollars. So not only does he get away with covering up all the crap that he's covered up for many years now, but he's literally going to get paid for it. And again, there's not too much Microsoft can do about it. Now, apparently, though, that isn't the only option uh, because the investors, the investors, not necessarily the controlling company, but the investors like the board of directors and Mm -hmm. other shareholders and uh, investors can actually make changes to a an executive's exit package. And there is a large investor, the SOC Investment Group, uh, says that they'll press for any exit payments for Kodak to be tied to a civil rights audit of the company. Now, I don't know what that means. Oh, that sounds fantastic, though. But that might that- mean... That he Microsoft, that yeah, or, right, and that Microsoft is really won't be incentivized to fight that all that much. They'll be yeah. like, "Yes, audit, audit that original company." Yeah. Oh yeah, they were terrible. Yes, and then they don't pay uh-huh. them. So that's yeah, even better exactly. for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, that that's going to be interesting. But again, we're not going to know anything about that yeah. if we ever know anything about that until probably June 2023 at this yeah. point. So well over a year away. Next year. Um, 30, 20, to, 22. Isn't that wild? To, to kind of... To kind of compare and contrast between these two men, Phil Spencer, which every time I see him and everything that I've seen, it seems like such a nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't know him yeah. personally, obviously, but we were saying you know, this earlier. Yeah, yeah, he, he the he, Xbox documentary. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. in the Nintendo documentary, he had uh, mm-hmm. a good part of that too. So, I mean, yeah. he's he's all over the place. He's he's a he's a known person in the gaming community mm-hmm. that is well respected for you know for many many years. Well, he, he seems like a stand-up dude. Seems like him. Being the one of the top guys uh, in being promoted in, in to Microsoft Gaming, but top one of the top guys in Xbox. In fact, so well loved in the Xbox portion of Microsoft that people called him the Xbox. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I love Not that. EX. I love that. Yeah, he wrote a lengthy letter. The Verge has a great copy of this letter if you want to go check it out uh theverge.com a lengthy letter i'm not going to read the whole thing but he it's a lengthy letter to all of the microsoft gaming staff and he's like you know as players and partners we all know how talented and dedicated the teams and the studios are across activision division uh, activision blizzard the legendary games and franchise you know he's talking about that stuff he talks about when we expect the acquisition to be He's talking about, you know, Microsoft's committed on our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. So he's directly addressing some of the concerns mm. of how people have been treated at Activision Blizzard. Handling things head on. Right. And it's it's a lengthy message that he gives to these people. Mm. And there's another email that he does uh, for another group as well. And well, there, the one part I want to point out on that was like part of this. What he one of the things he says is, you know, Microsoft's committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among uh, both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio con- cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. So we hold yes. all teams, all leaders to this commitment. So that's like, boom, like any question. That's exactly what we're doing. And yeah. we're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. So he directly says that yeah. we want to make that place a better place to be. Mm-hmm. So great lengthy thing. Um, so let's look what happened on the other side. That's right, because Bobby Kotick, of course, he had to like, you know, talk to his people because, um, you know, his company is... Did he even really talk to them, though? Well, see, that's the thing. There was a 15-minute sure meeting. Uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Here's 15 the 15-minute minute minute meeting that was planned. Mm-hmm. That he was late to. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't even 15 minutes that he was there. Yeah. Um, it was a fireside chat took place over a video conference, fielded questions that are said to be submitted by employees via, via email. So in one side, oh, it's a video conference instead with questions from your employees as opposed to an email 
two completely different forums that we're talking about here. And could be, if handled the right way, a better forum for something like this. Except for the fact that um, the questions were highly selected and regulated. Mm -hmm. So when people had questions where they wanted to talk about, well, what are we doing about the strike that is ongoing and people are not getting paid? What what are we going to do about discrimination? Those questions weren't brought up at all. That rings a bell to me. God, I feel like I was, I've heard that before. So I was I, I I was just actually going to IM you. Yeah. About yeah, no, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's man, <laughs> sorry. Rings a bell. Personal conversations. So <laughs> And, you know, Bobby Kotick said, I can tell you that my commitment to the company is to remain in my role. Once the deal closes, what I've committed to Microsoft is that I will stay as long as it is necessary to ensure that we have a great integration and a great transition, uh, which nobody wants I'm him out. to be around. No, nobody can't. Like, he, he hasn't done anything great in the last year. Right. Only he's done, like, he's personally oh done God. reprehensible things like yes. write a tone deaf email and say that it came from his chief, uh, you know, pre- people officer mm-hmm. saying that she wrote it. And then when people didn't like it, saying that her email was tone deaf yeah. instead of admitting that and he wrote it. Like, oh, hold up. Mother. You wrote that email. Not me. Yeah. Which, which she even kept to herself until she left months mm-hmm, later, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying she's That's got her not... own problems. She's got her yeah. own problems, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah, amazing yeah. that she did that. Yeah. So, um, basically one person said, uh, <laughs> so he, he, he talked about his, he basically did his own spiel and said he likened Activision uh, to be as important as his own children. <laughs> I wonder and people, how people felt like that he wasn't going to let go of this. Uh, there was no mention of the strike, the lawsuit or any continuing issues. Uh, people were saying it may not have been a Q and a at all. We could have just read a press release and slept in an extra 15 minutes. Yeah. So this guy continues to show that, he Ugh. doesn't care and is a complete tool. I won't even say he's tone deaf. He probably understands. He probably doesn't. He probably just doesn't give a shit, which yeah. in some ways is worse. Um, so, yeah. Just, uh, <sighs> that wasn't the only news. Uh, and, and I'll say the other news first, and then we're going to loop back around to just overall. The other thing that Phil Spencer announced was that game pass between Xbox game pass and PC game pass now has over 25 million subscribers, which, which is nuts. Yeah. That's, that's just amazing. Um, now that's, you know, I don't know what the scope of that is. Uh, there's approximately 300 million people in the United States. And there's a good chunk of those 300 million that are just in the age group that for 
general purposes would not be interested in Game Pass at all. Not saying not all of them. We got some grandpas and grannies that go out there and game all the time. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On them. But to be honest, most of the 50 plus range doesn't care about Game Pass. Most of I mean, you're not going to have any subscribers that are like pretty much 15 and under. They might have their parents subscription. But that's still a good chunk of this 300 million that were taken out. And then that makes that 25 million of the remaining just look like a bigger and bigger number. It's pretty amazing. Well, I mean, at this point, it's kind of crazy to think about what's included. And and by the way, you know, no means are we sponsored by Microsoft. No means are we getting paid to say this. Um, You know, we've talked about it plenty of times before that, you know, we all have Xbox Game Pass because it is a subscription and and we do get to play a lot of different games that way. Um, But there's so much on this in this catalog now. Like so when they added initially EA, EA came to the table and you could play all these EA games that you couldn't have access to before, which not saying the newest ones, you can play full versions. You can play up to like 10 hours something like that. Um, But it's still a good chunk if you want to like check it out and actually enjoy it. Uh, but then on the day after that, at the Cinemax, and it was like, oh, my God, now we can play like every Skyrim or every Sky, every Fallout. Overworld, game or every Fallout game or um, any of these things. And it's like, wow, I was like already impressed with like what we have. And now we're talking. Well, about and that's that's adding... not even counting all the id and the other. Yeah, the, mm, and right. the, the, the other studios like the studio that did the Wolfenstein reboot. Mm hmm. Um, so having all of that and then you add in now thinking Activision. So we're talking about, you know, Call of Duty. We're talking now with uh, adding in, you know, uh, we call Overwatch. Blizzard. We have Diablo, Overwatch, you know, WoW. I don't know how they're going to do WoW. Is that going to be part of our subscription now? <laughs> like, yeah, like how is that going to work? Like, yeah, that's a big question. You know, is, is I, think, I think it probably could get incorporated. What's interesting is like, you know, Game Pass is still a loss. to. Um, mm-hmm. To Microsoft, as of the last report that they had released, I mean, Game Pass doesn't make the money. They want it mm. to, but it doesn't yet. It hasn't reached critical mass. I think what they're hoping is with this Activision Blizzard deal is that they can finally push it over the edge. Um, but in order to do that, they're going to need to put pretty much everything from Activision Blizzard on Game Pass. <clears throat> in my yeah. opinion, and that's the thing people well, are talking and- to reading on the Reddit that like they're hoping that you know maybe they'll get the Diablo uh, mobile game. <laughs> so they can play it. <laughs> oh, also, I want to uh, play Diablo Immortal, but it, it's not out yet because uh, Blizzard has pretty much been shut down for the last year. Yeah. The, the other interesting thing here is, is that think about it this way. We've named off a lot of the recent stuff, and I've included the Diablos in that. Activision owns a lot of IP that has not been touched for a long yeah. time. Geometry Wars. Oh my God! Please redo yeah. that. Just or Geometry just Wars it. is an Activision yeah. game. Just put it on the pass, and I'll play it all day. It's fine. Love Guitar that. Hero, DJ Hero. Uh, that'll be interesting. Hexen, Hexen from a way back when, which was a great uh, game built on like the Doom engine, the Quake engine. I think it was Quake engine. I, I mean, th- let, let me put it this way. Activision was essentially the first third-party game developer. They made games for the Atari 2600. Right. 
they were pretty much the first company to develop a game. Such a big f***ing purchase. Third party for a console. So they have this well, catalog. Like, yeah. The they reason why it's a big catalog goes all the way back. The, it is for the main product lines that they have. Those old games, I mean, as much as I'm sure a lot of people want to see them come back to life, Microsoft doesn't care about those old games. They might bring back like one or two of the hundreds in that catalog. But what they really want is they want the games that generate a stupid amount of revenue, bring in a ridiculous amount of player base, and moreover, based on their own wording, are easy to incorporate into the upcoming metaverse. That's what they're interested in. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yes and no, because they've always been a champion on letting their studios build, like, yes, they definitely want to make some money, and they're not going to be opposed for that, but they've also oh, let yeah. their studios work on smaller format games. They, they've been big on that in the past, and, and I'm not saying they're going to the bring back all where, these games. Metaverse is where the money is going to be at. Well, especially when you have all that IP. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Space Quest, Police Quest, Soldier of Fortune, you know. Police Quest, they Spy own that because that was under Sierra back in the day. Right, they own Sierra. Do you think that was owned by somebody Activision owned Sierra. No, I thought they went to Valve. I thought they were owned by Valve. No. Activision owned Sierra. They have all those police quests, space quests. They have um, Spyro the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that one. Phantasmagoria. I can see that, can see that being something they bring back for another game, but I don't think or, more or like you titles said, that have been dead for a long time are going to come back. I, you never know, because again, you got the concept of the metaverse, because there's that's one of the concepts of the metaverse is that you're bringing in these fans and kind of like Fortnite with bringing an IP and people buying, make some assets that go into the metaverse for these old IPs and people could start to snap some of that but stuff that's, up. That's, that's specifically the thing is when you think metaverse, most of the people, even my age and up are like, the metaverse is kind of stupid. Why would we do the metaverse? But People who are in their teens right now think the metaverse is like this really cool yeah. thing and they're super intrigued by it. Because they haven't like, became adults yet and had to pay bills. That's why. Well, that too. It's, it's because <laughs> the, meta, the metaverse is kind of, it's, it's almost a little bit too new agey for most people to swallow. Yeah. They're like, that's kind of stupid. Like, we don't want to go into some stupid virtual world. We want to play games the way that we grew up playing games. But mm. like, the younger generation now, they're like, nah, I, I totally want to go hang out with people inside of this like metaverse thing like, that sounds fucking awesome what? to me but during COVID, those kids, yeah, <laughs> you know? those kids they, they don't know geometry wars yeah. but they but know it doesn't matter they know fortnite's it, prove that doesn't matter i was gonna say how that many literally how many fortnite. people yeah. how many people in fortnite these kids think that like oh my god microsoft ripped off master chief from fortnite you know yeah. and they they say it like that all the time with the ip that they've That's, that's a small minority. You're, you're, you're definitely, I feel like you're definitely nitpicking there. That's definitely a small minority that say stupid shit like that. Most kids and teens nowadays know exactly who Master Chief is. Mm. I mean, Fortnite. I, it, Master Chief is go, not the best like, example. I'm talking but, about obscure things, right? Like, like we're talking about geometry wars and you're talking about Master Chief. Master Chief, again, is not obscure. That's like a very mainstream thing within the last decade, even with just the new mm. Halo game. The Marvel studio, all of those characters, obviously mainstream. Most of what's in Fortnite is mainstream. And that, I think, 
is exactly because Epic Games has announced their inner like their interjection into the metaverse, which means Microsoft wants the same staying power, but they can't use a lot of the stuff that Epic Games is already using because they already have contracts with all these different things like the MCU. But what they can use is the entire Activision Blizzard IP now, specifically all the most popular aspects of it, things that are still relevant today like Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Diablo, which is still coming out with new mm. games, and so forth. So yeah, those but are I still say, I still say, if you're talking about visuals and IP and bling and all that stuff, yeah. it doesn't have to be something that's relevant today. They can introduce it, and the kids, if they like the look at it, look of it, then they pick it up. They, I, I mean, well, they don't care. Let's talk about they, this. Let's talk about this. The fact that you mentioned Spyro. Which so if, if anybody's familiar with Spyro the Dragon, it was a PS1 release, right? So this was on Sony's PlayStation One. Also Crash Bandicoot, which yes. is like the staple for PlayStation, which is a Sony product, and now owned by Activision, now owned by Microsoft. Yes. So how wild is that to see well, like actual you know staples here that are not even part of that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty crazy. And those are still relevant because they've kept those those projects alive throughout the it's years. True. To some yeah. Tony Hawk, they just, Tony Hawk series. They just, re-released oh, they, bring the, back they just recently, I think re-released the Spyro, like a remastered Spyro version yeah. and the crash bandicoot insane trilogy, which heretic. Oh my God. We're kind of okay. Received overall. So for somebody like me, so I've got an Xbox, I've got a PC that's where in in an iphone that's where i'm gaming right so i'm a mom i only have so much time i only have so many games i can play there are games i have on steam that are on my list to play you know and i'm like i can't keep buying a whole bunch of games so either i really like it and it's on steam somebody has gifted it to me and i know it's going to be great because they gifted it to me or or terrible because they gifted it to you or that and i'm gonna yeah (laughs) yeah um or uh i've got net i've already got this massive library of things on xbox that i can play and so i anytime i go to steam now i'm like hold on is this available through my game pass and I can save myself some money. But I have so many games right now. The last thing I'm going to do is buy another game. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to buy another console. And so for Xbox to be you know, buying Blizzard Activision, Activision Blizzard, and adding on to that, I don't have any reason to go anywhere else. Unless it's going to be... You're, you're the perfect the most amazing game ever. Yeah. And this is how Game Pass is going to continue. It will actually eventually start making money for Xbox. You're the perfect customer on so many Mm -hmm. levels because Mm A, you don't want to be bothered because you ain't got the time. You have a library of things you can just choose from to play whenever you want. You don't Mm -hmm. need to buy another console because the Xbox Series S can sit there and connect to the Xbox cloud platform and you you can play them there. Mm-hmm. And B, well, most importantly, I know I'm at number four and I said B, <laughs> but most importantly, 
You're a person that has some level of disposable income that will set up this subscription and forget about it for big chunks of time. So they get your money without Mm -hmm. having to provide you a service. Even when I'm not using it. I mean, thinking about the original, Mm -hmm. right? Which is Mm -hmm. Netflix. Like think about Netflix. They used to send out DVDs and then people were like burning them and, you know, they would cancel whatever. And then they got to the point where like, well, what if we could just do this online? You could just, you know, stream this stuff to your TV and think about how many people do the same thing. It's the same point you just hit. The convenience, the fact that like I have a whole library of -hmm. things that I can watch. So I'll go check Netflix, see if it's on there or I'll maybe find another movie. It's like it. You yeah, know, and then I'll keep going, and then I'll set it and forget it. I'll put it on there, and I'll you know take out you know it used to be five bucks a month. Now it's like what probably like eleven or twelve, fifteen bucks a month, and it's the uh, same process. And it's and it's standard. people like you and me and us and all of us that just do this because it makes a lot of sense because it's convenient. Yeah, and it's you know, like and the problem to the downside of this with me personally, and actually I think all of us because of SAS, but it's literally that I, I don't finish games. Yeah, which. Actually, yeah. I did finish one game. We'll talk about it after the break. But <laughs> I uh, I haven't finished a game in I don't know how many weeks, yeah. months, years at this point. Right. Just because like I, I always it's that, you know, I play a game and the next thing I know, I can go play another one. Because oh, it's, it's not like back yeah. in the day when we had Blockbuster where I had to like physically, you know, wait till the weekend. My mom and dad to take you me to the store, to, like walk time. in <laughs> and try to pick a game. Yeah, that hopefully was in stock because it probably was already rented because it's already, yeah. you know, Friday afternoon, not like it, Friday it, morning. It, it, it's so, seven o'clock at night and you're um, oh, yeah, I hate yeah, that. So like, <laughs> the, like and it's it was it's a, you know, double edged sword because those things are great. Like having mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. you know, time to that, that feeling of going to the store and being able to pick a game. But at the same time, like, you know, getting there and it's not available or you get like in the PlayStation days where you would get a disc and it's all scratched up. So you get home and try to play it and you can't play it and you got to return yeah. it and they don't have it. And you're just like, you know, SOL um, to now where I could just literally picked up, you know, pick up whatever game I want, put it down and play another one. Like it doesn't matter. So it's, it's a, it's a different world that obviously we live in and like, and the, going into this further with the metaverse, right? Like this whole conversation of mm-hmm. what this is going to be like, I mean, it's the same thing We're we're going to eventually like, you know, Brina's saying we're, we're, we're at a point now where we probably think it's kind of stupid and far-fetched, but Eventually, yeah, kids are we're, a lot of people back in the day said video games were far fetched and nobody's going to play video games. That's stupid. Look at yeah. Nintendo almost went out of business, had to reconstruct their whole model around, hey, we're going to sell you a robot and it comes with a console. But don't worry about the console. It's just the robot. The robot's the cool part. <laughs> you know, Robbie, the robot, that's what you need to buy. And then it's like and then all of a sudden now here comes consoles again. So it's like it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's a vicious cycle we keep going through. But it's, you know, Microsoft's trying to get out in front of this, which is good. And and obviously great for us who are subscribers, but it's uh it's interesting to see where this will go, especially like like what Bruna mentioned with the the do the titles that we do have that they're trying to push for like metaverse because these are games that are kind of like a metaverse in a sense. Like WoW has a huge community that everybody's been sucked into for years and years and years. Um, but we're talking about moving it to like, you know, more of a virtual space where everything is like you really are your character, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And further on, you know, Snow Crash, Ready Player One, all that feature stuff um, past that. So it's just interesting. Well, it ends up we didn't have to wait too long to find out where some of this is going. <laughs> because after the announcement, Stone- Sony's stock dropped by approximately 13%. Oof. Now, 13% doesn't sound like too much, except for when you're a company valued as much as Sony. 
that equated to a $20 billion drop in their company's evaluation. Good time I to buy can't. Sony. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's crazy because you, when you're talking about all these IPs, like I literally said, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Like you're you're saying Sony, your your flagship, it, like Crash Bandicoot was like the icon of um, PlayStation for years. To now saying like, oh, they you guys don't even own that anymore. <laughs> what? Like that's crazy. To, to be clear, actually, uh, Microsoft's stock in the last five days dropped seven percent. Sony's is currently down nine percent, ten percent. So this isn't like a Sony like was severely damaged by this. Oh, it's no. like almost an expected no. thing. A massive seventy billion dollar purchase of one of the largest companies in the gaming industry happens. Everybody's stock in the game industry drops. Microsoft goes down because you guys are buying one of the worst viewed companies in the world, and you just spent yep. seventy billion dollars of money you didn't technically have in Microsoft Gaming. <laughs> you essentially bored it from Microsoft parent company, which must have been a very interesting story. Like a very, I can only imagine Phil Spencer walking into Sammy's office and being like, I need, I need 68, $69 billion <laughs> in like, in just straight up cash to buy, to buy this, this one company and him being like, well, we only have 120 billion on hand. And you're asking me for more than half of all of our companies liquidated money for a game company and him being like, all right, well, I, I guess, sure, go ahead, buy, yeah. buy your game company. But <laughs> you know what's, what's really interesting is when I was reading through this, Microsoft themselves said in their like release letter about buying Activision that this makes them the third largest gaming company in the world, mm -hmm. only behind two companies. The second being Sony, Mm -hmm. who is still larger than them by a fairly large margin, and the top one being Tencent, um, who obviously own some of the largest product lines in existence, like some of the most popular games out there. Obviously, PlayStation has so many like really insane studios who create yeah. like... And partially own. Partially own, yeah. Very and partially own a bunch of others, yeah. So it's interesting to me to see where everything sits now. And more so one of the things that I've been focusing on is the MMO market because Sony's removed from it for most degree, right? So like yeah. now World of Warcraft or World of Warcraft, sorry. World of Warcraft is under there. Elder Scrolls Online are both under the same parent company or will be leaving Square Enix with Final Fantasy 14 as the odd one out being the largest MMO in the world. But the interesting part is that Tencent, owners of Riot Games, are preparing to release what is going to be the most expensive MMORPG ever created with Riot Games' new MMO that's supposed to release sometime, suspected to be 2025. But, like, th at the end of the day, the changes in, in stock really mean nothing for the time being. I think the biggest oh, yeah. thing is going yeah. to be in July of 2023, <clears throat> what happens then when yeah. it is finalized and we see Activision Blizzard formally go under the Microsoft umbrella, where does everything sit? Which, according to Microsoft, they expect that they'll sit firmly in third place with that purchase. Yeah.
And it's a rumor of 2023 that Microsoft acquires Tencent, and then we all explode. Tencent. <laughs> I mean, that'd be hilarious, except that it would never happen. Would because never regulators happen. would be like, you're now a monopoly, whoa, 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 so we're whoa. going to tear you apart and send pieces to the seven corners of the world. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> Which is surprisingly, like, that hasn't already kind of been a, a, a talking Which is, point. That is, that is a thing that they're discussing. Their regulators are looking at at Blizzard and seeing, like, can this acquisition feasibly happen mm -hmm. under these conditions? Yeah. That's why, that's part of why it's going to take so long, right? Mm -hmm. There are other departments that have to take a very deep dive and say, is this kosher? Is, are, are we going to allow this? So. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I hope it succeeds because I think Blizzard's lost its way. And I think that the only yeah. chance. Yeah that we have for a decent Diablo 4 and a possible future for World of Warcraft is through another company owning them. Well, <laughs> imagine God. that. You can, have, you can have, like, Obsidian, like, working with, like, Diablo <laughs> and, like, doing all of these crazy mashups now in-house because of all these different studios that all work together. Like, yeah. what if they actually just put the axe on WoW and ESO and they come up with a new MMO that's, like... <laughs> Wow, ESO two. <laughs> I mean, that'd be hilarious. Except they, they I, I don't I mean. I said that I'd never see. That work. <laughs> I, I said that Activision Blizzard would never be purchased by Microsoft because it's too volatile, and they did it anyways. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, think I guess never I say never, so to speak. Yeah. But like, right? what do you those doing? games make so much money, uh, and, and a lot yeah. of people think it's the subscriptions that make them a lot of money. But when you look at the the microtransactions within those games, the amount of money they make is astounding, um, and yes. realistically. The, the crazy money makers out of Activision Blizzard are repurchasings of Call of Duty, microtransactions in World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, um, <laughs> and, uh, and Overwatch. Candy Crush makes a stupid uh -huh. amount of money. Oh, God. Like, about, like, have, they have been. Like, when you, when you look at the new model now, like, the microtransactions is where, like, most of Activision's Blizzard money, like, routes in from and the mm -hmm. reselling of expansions time and time again. So... Well, and that's that's kind of similar to Game Pass because you know, Game Pass is a loss leader, but getting you into the infrastructure where you can start then purchasing microtransactions and stuff like that is where one of the other methods that they're going to do to turn it around and make a profit from it. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm I'm just I'm curious about a lot of things that are going to shake out now. Like, what is Sony going to do? Like, Sony is obviously not threatened, other than the fact that they're like, are they going to take Call of Duty away? Right. Like yeah. is Activision are Activision Blizzard titles no longer going to be released, which they're like they're saying the same thing that they said about Bethesda when Bethesda and was purchased. That's like, actually one thing that they 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 talked about. That's part of why we think Sony um, the, Sony did make a statement about, um, well, we believe that Microsoft will, you know, uphold the contracts as is, but like. What does that mean? You know, we don't yeah. know what those what, what what those contracts actually say. And Sony or um, Microsoft bought another company. God, forgive me. It's an obvious yeah, but it, the death thing. loop thing. Like, yeah, yeah, death loop, and that's yeah. still a Sony exclusive. So. That's from the that's from the Zenimax, and uh, also yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo is yeah. another PS Five console exclusive console. that's the important thing there because they can mm -hmm. sell it on pc 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Which the, which is what they did with Death Death Loop. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's because a lot of people are going to be like, okay, what's going to happen with Call of Duty? Are they going to make? Are they going to keep it multi platform or not? And you know, we're not going to know the answer until then. We we don't know what contracts that Sony had with Activision. Yeah. Whether there was a contract that said, "Hey, we're going to contribute X amount to Activision as long as you keep making sure that Call of Duty is." multi-platform for x number of years um there can be contracts out there like uh you know t- tony hawk had a like 20 year contract or something stupid with activision until it just recently uh you know wound down which by the way that's another franchise that microsoft <laughs> now has is yep. the tony hawk franchise yep uh it's crazy but Scary. yeah no i i, I think hawk. sony new game I, let's go yeah, I think Sony made their comment uh, as they did because very much a, not just not necessarily in reaction to the stock dip, because like Bruno said, that was something that was going to be expected anyway. Mm. But just saying, hey, we're just letting everybody know, especially our stockholders out there. Uh, hey, Microsoft better keep to their contracts that we yeah. have. And Microsoft will. There's no reason for them to mess with that. Yeah, I mean, they're not like, and we've said that before, you know, Microsoft's in the software business. They're just trying to to make as much money that way than they can. And they're doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, Sony's still making actual games. It says, you know, James sucks in the chat says is hashtag can't make good games, buy them. Um, because that is the model that Microsoft's after right now is just, you know, buying and making software that people can well, pay money for. To be fair, Sony's done similar. Not all of the big mm-hmm. Sony games that have come out recently were, you know, Sony Studio. They were studios yeah, no, that they no, had but it's, it's, like, The push has definitely been for Microsoft for the software to, side. To be fair, when's the last time that Activision Blizzard actually released a new game? That that was good. Yeah. That was Overwatch good. Oh. when it originally <laughs> came out. When you select like that filter, it's like <laughs> the the Call of Duty what Modern Warfare remake was apparently pretty decent or, or one of those. There was a Call yeah. of Duty like three years so, ago that was the best remake. thing they've yeah. released in the last five Two. years was a remake of the last game that was cut from that series. Yeah. Right, pretty right. much. That's that's my understanding. Well, between it, so. Treyarch and Infinity Ward, like those two back and back, like it just you know those were always great. But yeah, they I think they're hoping to get a lot of mileage out of those projects if they can get them going in the right direction similar to how they bought bethesda for cheaper than everybody thought bethesda would even go for because they were kind of in a little bit of a a down downward trend with their fan base and they were like oh yeah we can pick up both these companies for cheaper than what we would have a year ago yeah so like you kind of you take those and you hope that you could do something with it and we're going to see just how good they can do with it seeing as i think it's what's it called again star How's my brain forgetting the name oh, of this game? Star, uh, God, Star, you got me. Starseed? Starfall? Star? <laughs> yeah. You got me thinking about it. <laughs> my brain. It's, uh... Oh, um, my God. Why is this? Why, why are we? I don't Starfield? know, man. It just Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. Yep. It'll be interesting what happens with Starfield, because that game was supposed to be expected a little bit later than it's coming, and now it's coming like this year. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see exactly how much they've done out of it. Also, the Elder Scrolls Online and the Shivering Isles expansion that... I'm not even sure has been fully announced yet, just teased. Um, but that also has had a lot of work time done underneath the Microsoft umbrella and is still being worked underneath the Microsoft umbrella. So yeah, and we we'll still have the tease do. for ESS or ES6. 
So we'll see if that ever shows it back up on the radar for a while. I'm, but... uh, another thing that I'm using as a, a benchmark is, will Microsoft let another Skyrim edition come out? Skyrim Anniversary Edition came out, but that was in the works <laughs> pre-merger. So yeah. that was like a done deal. It wasn't like like Microsoft was going to step in and be like, all right, you guys have put all this work, this half-assed work into re-releasing the <laughs> product, and we're going to stop you. They're like, I just just do it because you guys are already planning on it. But I'm curious to see if they're going to let it do it, let them do it again, because it's it, it's such yeah. a bad, I'm, it's such a practice that I'm annoyed by. And both companies they bought are super guilty of it, super yeah. guilty. Like Blizzard, like yeah, Bethesda re-releasing their old games, and now you have you have Blizzard who's like, do you guys like World of Warcraft retail, but you're getting tired of it? What about World of Warcraft Classic? Go back <laughs> to your childhood, and everybody was like, that's so awesome. And everybody went to play that. And then months later, people were like, I think I realized why we stopped playing that. We wanted the updates. Exactly. Because we're like, we got older and we couldn't play shit like that anymore. And they were like, hey, you guys liked Warcraft 3? What about Warcraft 3 Reforged with no effort put into it? And everyone's like, but but why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this sucks. What did you do? Stop re-releasing these games. And then they announced Overwatch 2, which is just Overwatch 1 with a single-player mode on the same engine with all the same art. And, and Don't say I that. hope that That's doesn't happen true. anymore. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen anymore. Well, ultimately, we're not the ones that are going to decide this information. Obviously, yeah. this these are headlines you can find all no, over I've any website it. at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he's calling it here now. So, uh, but that is so. Anyway, uh, that's the news for today. Uh, take a few minutes. Uh, go grab a drink, and uh, we'll be back after this uh, word from our sponsor. Sounds good. <laughs> And we're back with what we've been playing. Awesome. Well, for game of the moment, he wasn't, he wasn't quick enough to hit the button again. You're supposed to hit the music for the what we've been playing. I was seeing <laughs> you. I was testing you. For game of the moment, we played. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Are we sure that we're done? I think I was on point for every other fucking one of them. You just like manage the cameras think, and the fucking sounds all at the same time. I, I think we should talk about the shorts now. Short news. Short news. Yeah, yeah, yeah short news. Yeah, just short go news. back to shorts. <laughs> we should just start all like... over again, actually. So, in news today, <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> buys Activision Blizzard for $68.7 oh, billion. Dollars. Not 69 And now um, for Mikey's Corner. So, uh, for Game of the Moment, we played Monster Hunter Rise. (laughs) Oh, man. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Bruno's like, man, this is like my second episode back, and I'm just trying to get the Game of the Moment done, but... Y'all Do we have a Canadian sounding thing? one? Is that a thing? Can we play like can we like, can uh, we um, can we moose play like... quacking and, <laughs> and like maple syrup pouring? No, 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 no. It just has to be like a Canadian song. So I don't know. Like, 
play like Celine Dion. Yeah. Yeah. Play Celine or, or Justin Bieber or Drake. What? Oh, no, no way. Mike's corner has six. Go look things yes. up, Mike. But um, oh, peanut butter mongoose. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, our game of the moment was Monster Hunter Rise, which um, is a game about hunting monsters, as we uh, we described on the game of the moment, which you can go and watch. Uh, which is where you can first see Bruno in his hairless face. Yeah, in my beardless form. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. I think I've played, I don't know, 40-something hours of it. Uh, it's great. It's a, it's a game where the entire loop is you gear up, you go kill a monster to get more pieces from it so that you can build gear made out of it to go and kill more monsters like it or others. Um, and that's 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 the loop. I just explained Monster Hunter yes. in, in like two sentences, um, which makes it sound almost kind of really boring depending on the kind of person you are or extremely entertaining. Depending on the kind of person you are, so, it's up to you. I, I do. I do want to say, <clears throat> as somebody who had, like I said, I'm, I'm a mom. I'm a job right you now. See, I'm a mom. You know. I, just, I don't. You know. Yeah, like so. The game Monster Hunter. I I had it, 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 lover of Halloween. I had a very different preconceived notion of what the game was going to be about, and it was like monsters and it was not like i expected <laughs> there were by honey badgers <laughs> yeah honey badgers so like she thought she thought this was dead by daylight that's super yeah no funny. but i will point out that you did not see any of the weird looking ones yeah okay you saw okay. birds and the the weirdest yeah. or the meanest looking one you saw was the giant like cat like that oh you did okay. see the boulder guy but and i think dragons. the cat dude who okay. spawned like the purple fire out of his entire body and grew giant bone mm. spikes out of everywhere oh yeah 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 that guy was yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's some in there that are like there's the one that we saw his weapon and it looked like it it looked like something like an item that you could buy in real life um <laughs> For that time of the month, product, yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not even going there. But, um, Which was worse because it was even pink. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, that monster yeah. looks like something out of somebody's nightmare. It is a giant, hairless, fleshy monster with an extending phallic neck and mm -hmm. a rounded head that has no eyes and teeth like one of the things from Tremors. Not um, okay. Not okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 not exactly the prettiest thing. Then there's one that's Sice's like, expression during this whole description <laughs> because he wasn't like for the listeners. Like, he was oh. not there for this game of the moment, so he did not. And and we didn't see this creature either. We only saw mm -hmm. the the kind of watercolored, like stylized painting that is in the game yeah. in your in your kind of codex type thing. Uh, but boy, that was enough. Yeah, no, and like, there's a lot of monsters that are really weird looking, like that. Not that type of weird looking, but kind of spooky looking. There's one that's like a siren, but it's mm. actually just a heinous looking fish woman that <laughs> flops around on the floor very violently and tries Thanks. to murder you by putting you to sleep and then smashing her entire body into you repeatedly. So Mike's making those faces oh. again. It's kind of, it's it's kind of like me at the pool. 
Yes. And... <laughs> well then. <Whatever. laughs> but yeah, oh, nice. that nice. was Monster Hunter. Great times. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, then cool game. Yeah, it was a really good. It's a, it's a really good game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And then another game that I go back to every once in a while that I played this week, starting yesterday, was uh, Diablo Three. Because some people from work were like, "We're playing it. You should come and play." Um, I, I, I mean, I can describe Diablo Three, but really, like, I feel like everybody knows what it is at this point. It's an action RPG, um, like dungeon crawly kind of game where you make crazy builds and you just delete monsters over and over again. So another. I, I think bet. that's. I think that's the important part is people at work said, hey, why don't you come play Diablo 3 with us? And they probably just didn't understand the levels that you play a game at. You know what's wild is I got into the game with these guys and they were all like Paragon level, like 1400 plus all of them this season, as in they just started five weeks ago and they're Paragon level 1400 greater rift level, like 130 something. So I was like, oh, oh, my, they're like me. This is exciting. <laughs> OK, so we're we're talking about games That's in true. general, uh, games we're playing, but we're also talking about games in general. And I cannot pass up what I just saw in chat. Which was the suggestion <laughs> that Daydrinker play a persona game which by the way is then, actually a spin-off of itself it's a spin-off of shin uh, shin Mige, shin Shimigami megami tensei yeah. i sorry i i stumbled all over that that's fine um weird one and is like and daydrinker said i'm in i'm i'll do it I'll, i'm i'm up for anything totally in. i would pay money <laughs> Because because you you can't you can't pussyfoot around to this and play it for like the first hour or two like it's almost like a Final Fantasy in such that the first four to five hours are is your tutorial. Oh well, this might take a minute. And we'll have plenty of wine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so but, um, are you gonna? Take this, care of the kids. Like this, this, this might need to we'll happen because together, they can take care of each other. Yeah, like they've got each other. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be totally fine. <laughs> Just for Mike's reaction when you show him the game and stuff for how anime this game is. I I've seen screenshots. <laughs> no, the screenshots is not the important thing. It's the situations. I won't go into it because it will be gold when it happens. And as, <laughs> as James sucks says persona Four golden is on steam. So I think somebody's going to get something gifted to them pretty soon because oh. I'm behind this. This has to happen. Like there, there needs to be like a couple. I, I will sit there and record it just so that I can like mark time codes and just pull out the stuff where you're just going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what the? And and just put up like three or five minute videos just of day drinker going nuts. And then her showing Zycia and Zycia just making that face that he makes when it gets too anime for him. Which face is that? Listen, uh, I'm we'll like, you can't no, see no. your face. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. 
You don't know what you do. Uh, this is a true statement. Anyway, so that that was a that was a nice segue. Thank you very much. This is uh, we're gonna have to do that. Uh, I've been playing Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, which is the uh, Tiny Tina being a character in Borderlands. Two. Um, when I saw Tiny initially, I was like, oh, and I was like, no. oh, I know Tiny Tina. Well, I mean, yeah. Tiny Tina is <laughs> Tiny herself. Yeah. Uh, this is, is not. This is not the new one. Uh, this is this is the one that was, I believe, based on Borderlands Two. Uh, there is a newer one that they're coming out. I think it's Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is coming out. Um, and it's going to be like 60 bucks. That's a, a new game coming out based on the Borderlands 3 engine. Uh, it's Borderlands set in a like idea of an RPG. So it's kind of silly, kind of crazy because it's, it's, it's they're all t- the, the, this. You're actually the characters are playing the role-playing game and making commentary while you're playing the game. So it is entertaining. (laughs) And the fact that you're just still shooting Borderlands guns makes it even crazier. And there isn't too much of the way of like problem solving or puzzles or role-playing. You're just in there shooting. So if you like Borderlands, it's kind of fun. If you don't like Borderlands, uh, it's just more of the same. So you're not going to get too much more out of it. Uh, I'll catch up on the hilarity in chat here in a moment. Um, one thing that I wanted to play that I actually wanted to play before I picked up Tiny Tina's Assault of Dragon Keep was Watch Dogs Legion. But I'm not playing that because it was available through uh epic game store but for whatever reason it couldn't connect to the ubisoft servers so i couldn't play this single player game because it couldn't connect online i'll try again later maybe good god um so i have been playing the room the yes Yes, pocket edition. So I've been on um a little bit of a gaming hiatus um through no fault of my own. Um I had uh kids home from school and then they extended that stay at home thing and just as they did um my husband got COVID and then I was like, no, no, like we blocked everything up. Me and my kids didn't get COVID. Thank God. Good for uh, SAS memes, by the way, right there. What? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, And so I, it it was, my kids did not go back to school until this Tuesday. This Tuesday, when I had to get find somebody in the city or in the metropolitan Atlanta area to get my kids COVID tested so that they could go back to school. It was so, an entire month. Entire month. So you had a vacation after your vacation with your children. That's great. That sounds like a lot of like great times with your family. Mike, I hope you understand oh he will 
hell that is virtual school. I I I pray. And I, I hope. hope. <laughs> I, I never pray. have to experience that. <laughs> oh, sweet leaping Jesus. That'd be it funny was... though if they do that for me. They're like, oh, we have we're gonna do virtual daycare. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, set up the laptop. He'll, they'll just they'll just let them run around Don't together worry. in the room. It'll we, be fine. We've got this covered. We got. Just this. make sure you strap it down. Yeah. 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 So, so I've been wow. on kind of a holdback, um, and because it's I've got one kid in one room, one kid literally here, school doing virtual school, and having to bounce back and forth to make sure they're paying attention. They've got everything they need. They're not slumping down their chair. Like I could do some crazy TikToks about the shit that I've seen. Did, with did I send one. you the video? Did I send you guys the video of the inner? Yeah, I think I did. It was like, it seemed to be like an interview over zoom or something. Yes. Uh, and it was, uh, I think it was an interview like, too. Yeah, it, it's had to be an interview, um, but it was like basically two gentlemen and a lady uh, and they're they're sitting. And it's like, oh, uh, yes, like one guy, like I think the gentleman on the left and the lady on the left, um, they were both, um, I think, the interviewees or interviewers. And then the interviewee was on the top right and he's sitting there and they're all, you know, in suits and stuff like and uh, he's talking to the and like his little kid like comes in the background and starts like doing jumping jacks or something. The candidate's yeah, the kid candidate's comes kid. back there and it's like going like this. And he's like, him. oh, my God. He's like, yeah, he's like sorry give me one second and he stands up and he walks over to like lock the kid out of the door but when he does that he forgets that he's actually wearing just a suit top and just wearing like gym shorts underneath yeah so he's yeah. like he gets back to the computer and and the guy who's doing the interview is like hey uh whatever your name is he's like hey great shorts you got there and he's just like oh my mortified. god like, i am like totally imagine mortified. that like your child just destroyed your interview and now you weren't even wearing actual pants and like yeah. The guy says, hey, no problem. And he gets up. He's like, let me go grab somebody. He gets up and he gets walks to the back like, of the room. He, he opens his door <laughs> and, he's and looks also, out yeah. the closet. He's, he's got also these in just shorts. Bright baby blue, baby blue gym shorts. shorts on. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. It was perfect. It was great. But it was just, and they all kind of laughed about it afterwards. It was just like how genuine of a, a moment for humans. Well, like that was and just fun. What a great way to like diffuse the embarrassment that your candidate's going through. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's like totally levels everything right back again. Yeah. Settles someone. Anyway. Down. So how was that game? <laughs> so I um Oh yeah, we were talking like, about games, weren't we? <laughs> my husband finally got off of quarantine isolation, still didn't know the difference in our house on like Sunday or Monday. And I was like Mike told me about this game and I downloaded it and now I'm going to play. So I've literally played just a little bit. It's fantastic. It's a great puzzle game. It's like a mystery. You have to put things together and it's well, it's puzzling. Sorry, wine. Um, so there's little things that you need to see. This is my Whoa, God. this Another is one. like going to a bad territory yeah. again all of a sudden. I, I'm just trying not to give too much away. So well, like, so so describe. Well, first of all, we kind of got sidetracked there. 
And I know yes. Kelly said the name of the game, but I'll remind everybody we're talking about the room the pocket edition, the room, not the box. Yes. The room, the room pocket edition from my iPhone. You can get the room on um, steam, but that's all I had at the time. And so the intro is there's a big box sitting on a table and there's some stuff on top of this box and you need to find a way to get into this box. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Oh, oh nice reflection oh. of discord. Mm -hmm. So Mike's got the pocket edition, too. And it you don't have to, like, get to a point and save, which is great for somebody who wants to be playing something on their phone in the little bit of time that they have between making waiting a for a doctor's and, appointment. Yeah, exactly. So going home highly, within the Uber, highly recommend I'm still playing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> now that I can venture back out into the world. Um, highly recommend so far. I will let you know when I actually finish the game, but it is right up my alley as I see it. Fantastic suggestion. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. I, I was like, when I remembered that one, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't. For mm -hmm. one, you didn't know about this. And two, I didn't already tell you. So that was, it's great. Yeah. I'm glad you're having a good time with it. So moving on to me, I uh, I played two games. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, the one that I'm about to talk about is not the one that I finished. So we'll move on. Oh. Uh, so this game... It's called Two Point Hospital. We've, we we kind of covered this in a in a article, I don't know, months ago. Uh, but essentially, it's a simulator for running a hospital, like a project, uh, or you call it a facility management type of game. Uh, you have you're presented with a hospital. You have to build out different wards and watch money and do all these things. That sounds like a lot of work for most people, which it is. Uh, but for some reason, I'm really into those type of games. I don't know why. It's just strange addiction that I have. Uh, so. What's kind of neat, though, it is very, like, uh, not realistic in the sense of the type of characters. Like, the the conditions that people have is, like, one person had, like, uh, POTS syndrome, and it's basically he had, like, a metal pot on top of his head, and he couldn't get it off, and they had to put him inside a, a pot remover, uh, and it shakes him, it grabs him by the head and shakes him until the pot comes off his head. Uh, and there's one for, like, clowns, and it's, like, a clown diffuser, and the clowns have to go in there and then they like like spray stuff on them and they they you know they become normal again. So it's just like these weird little like things you can do. Um, but it was like and then the second mission was like uh, they were all thinking that they're rock stars. So they all come in and they all look like uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. They're all dressed oh. in like a yellow like suit and then like we'll take a break and they'll like kind of dance and they'll have like their microphone and they'll like swing and then uh, when you go in they you know they get salt they get uh, what do you call it a uh, diagnosed and they get resolved or whatever did, but, did, they, did they have like like uh mercury poisoning no no they just thought they were that's good were, that's okay good. All, you said pot syndrome i think yeah. pot, it's an actual well, they were thing, all right? mock stars not rock stars oh, so okay. it's like these guys are a little crazy but really <laughs> they, they think they're famous but they're really just a little gaga is what it's like, <laughs> like, oh, oh wow so it's it's really fun like that um and so far like basically playing as, as soon as you start the game, you're mm -hmm. kind of going to like story campaign mode where 
the first one you jump into a hospital, it's already kind of built. You're kind of just setting some things up. Then you go to the next hospital, a little bit less, try to set some things up until you finally get to the point where it's like the hospital's completely open and you have to just make everything happen. Um, so it's pretty neat. Uh, it's a pretty, you know, like I said, fun game in the sense of like character wise and the, the symptoms and stuff. But at the same time, it is a like simulator type game where you're literally doing work like you're watching money and numbers and trying to yeah. i don't know i i'm a strange person so that that is that having a good time with that it's been fun um inscription let's circle back to last week uh week before game of the moment where brian played this game called inscription that he hated oh, it. i'm terrible time you're circling back. so glad you're circling back right. <laughs> uh but spoilers if you haven't Actually, Bruno, have you completed this game yet? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, so spoilers, if you haven't completed Inscription and you're wanting to, fast forward uh, through this portion because I'm going to talk about, not everything, but talk about a lot of it. Um, so after watching Phoenix's stream, I was like, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm not a huge card game guy. Like I, I've played a few of them, but I'm not like super into it. But the parts that really kind of got me on his stream was that there was other parts of this mystery. Like it was kind of dark, kind of seemed sort of scary, but not really. And there was like some creepiness to it. So it was it's kind of interesting. So I wanted to check it out. Um, and man, I'm so glad that I did. So coming back to what I said was a game that I actually completed. This is the first yeah. game that I can think of in the last year and a half. And correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody that's played with me and I'll beat a game with you um, that I think that I've completed, if not more than that. So never, I actually never heard of you finished, being a game. And, and, I, yeah. <laughs> and that's been, yeah. So I, I literally finished this game and I cannot believe it. I saw the credits. It was, it was a, it was a euphoric moment. Um, but I, uh, I'll say the hello. reason why. Hey, man, Almost I, I, every game, game during Shocktober you completed. <gasps> oh, Oh, uh, good call. Well, Very good I like. call. Well, okay. 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 He's never finished a game of his own accord. The only thing I've ever seen Mike finish of his own will is a drink. Hey, <laughs> damn straight. So, so this game has a lot more to it than just to the stream that actually Phoenix did. So, if you did watch that and you're like, I don't know if I want to pick this up, that is not the game. Like that yeah. is yeah one part, a quarter of the game. Which I say that um, ultimately the game is a card like building deck building game like that part that mechanic is throughout the game doesn't matter what happens that part is still going to be inside the i'm game. out i'm totally out but, but <laughs> everything else with it is what made it so much more unique and so much fun for me so after you complete the force the first person just like you basically played with phoenix um you almost go into like super mario world like mm -hmm. so there's like a little a little break and then it shows a bunch of youtube videos almost kind of like that game i talked about um what's it uh next space uh, rebels where it's like seems yeah. like YouTube. so you like click a video and it's like kind of like a story behind it and you're like seeing like you're basically seeing the footage of the guy that's actually playing the game not you and you're like this is weird it, it doesn't really explain a whole lot he's kind of talking he's like opening decks of cards and he's like oh i got these inscriptions cards or whatever um so fast forward you get to the next act and it's like almost like pokemon slash super mario world and like you see the map and you have like it's all you know top down isometric kind of like pokemon game and you're basically going through the same area that you just went to this cabin except like now there's three other areas too so you literally go in the cabin you see the same like 
you know, people that you were interacting with and like you have the same type of card game except a little bit of change and it's all like, you know, 2D graphics like like the like old school game. So I was like, that was pretty intriguing. I was like, that's pretty cool. And um, other things happen throughout that playthrough and there's you meet some other characters and other stories to it to build it. And then you beat that. And then it moves on to this next act. And again, there's more videos to like see this story that's building and you're like, what the hell is going on here? To the point where I, I literally messaged Daydrinker because I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. The game asked me at one point, there's a prompt that comes on the screen and says, give me access to your computer. Yes or no. <laughs> and if you hover over yes or no, it turns to yes. So it doesn't matter which one it is. It's yes. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I click the no, which is yes. And it then shows me a file tree of like, different drives and i'm like well there's like six drives and i have six drives that's interesting there's like a c drive, uh-huh. c drive and, e. and i'm like and i click on like the c drive and it's like oh windows and it's like windows.old i'm like wait a minute i have a windows.old because i just went to windows 11 <laughs> and then i went down to like my e drive which is like my nas where i have all my movies and i'm like i can see all my movies uh-huh what the f-? uh-huh <laughs> like dude what is happening right now? This game literally has access to my. So I'm like kind of weirded out by this because that seems kind of weird. This is uh, why you should and, stream more often when you're gaming is so you can share this stuff because yeah, so, I actually I knew about really that and didn't say anything about it. Yeah. So so <laughs> this part happens and and what the game is telling you is like basically um, you can help beat me by selecting a file that is large in size, essentially. So I'm like looking through, I'm like, oh, well, I'll pick a two gig movie because like those are pretty large and it drops this massive block on the scale and it like, you know, destroys the enemy. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, all right, the last challenge is, you know, pick something that's really old. I want to see something that's like the oldest and the largest file that you can find, like the, you know, whatever in those scale um, is the greater is like, that's going to be more points or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and like, all right, this I is how... And this is how Zeissia's machine got locked hold by on, ransomware. On, on. <laughs> so I looked through a folder and I've had on my PC since 2013 because I've floated it from different machines. And it's like a, a story that I was writing at some point. And so it's like a really old file. It's like 2013. And I select that. And it's like, by the way, this file, if you lose this match, I'm going to delete it. So hopefully it's not something super important. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so huh? I'm like in disbelief. And of course, I'm trying to win this match. And it's like if the card deletes, not even if I lose, if that card gets beaten, because it, it takes the file and it makes a card out of it. So it gives it stat points. And it's like if this card loses, it's gone. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 this isn't good. So <laughs> so I luckily beat it. And I'm like sitting here like in disbelief going like, I can't believe this game. Like for one, I didn't even think I gave it permissions to do the things that it did. But apparently I did, which is kind of weird. Uh, and then it's like somebody deleting shit off my hard drive, which is really more strange to me. So um, it, 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 Mike sends it to me. I'm like, wait, so did you didn't even let him delete it? Did you like you? Didn't, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I did. Like I, I, I was like. And he's like, but don't worry, I didn't lose. And I was like, well, thank God. Like, I yeah. was, I, I just, I, I was, was like, I was kidding. 
we've we've had to deal with cybersecurity stuff for our jobs. It was just like I was panicking. Yeah. Or him. I was definitely freaked out. So there's like, and I'm not going to go into any further than that as far as the the game spoiler stuff. But um, ultimately, uh, I got a lot of vibes of uh, what was the game? So like, if you guys ever played Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, towards the end of that game, it gets kind of weird. Like things almost break the fourth wall. Well, things do break the fourth wall, and like it starts acting really funky and kind of takes you out of the normal game that you've been playing for ten hours straight because you had nothing else to do during Thanksgiving and you played that game till you beat it. Um, but like your brain is like, you're kind of like foggy and then like things start freaking out and you're like, Whoa, what the hell is going on here? It, it had that same sense of feeling in this game, um, which kept me playing, which was kind of wild. Um, but literally I, 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 you know, I played it within like three or four days. I think it was three days and I beat it. And it was it, like, when it was done, I was just like, I, I felt like I was the character going like, Oh my God, I'm, just destroying this thing and I'm letting it go and I'm never going to touch it again. Like it felt like Jumanji. Like it was like this game that you should not really play, but I did. And I, I happened to survive and here I am. So that's awesome. Um, super cool game. Highly recommend it. If that's your thing, like I said, the base mechanic of card building deck building is in this game. You cannot take that out. You're going to have to be able to be at least decent at it to win, to be able to finish the game. But if you can deal with that, and play the rest of the game. It's such a good experience. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Definitely uh, my game of the year so far. My game of the year. And it's going to take a lot to beat that for me this year. Wow. That's that's huge. That's See, huge. now that, I, uh... that says something that I can demonstrate a game that I dislike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough that other people actually purchase it and, and play it. Yeah, yeah I, I finished inscription and my Mike already explained the entire game. My, my end review of it is it was it was good but I felt like it was really easy and I expected because of like the theme to the game and how like almost dark it kind of was that it would be a lot more unforgiving than it was but Overall, the game's kind of like it gives you a lot, a lot of outs to get through things that you otherwise like. Should just not be able to get through yeah. <laughs> so easily. And so, the multipliers, too. Another yeah. thing I will say, though, it has a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of hidden things in this game. <laughs> just clicking around uh, to mm-hmm. actually I saw a video today is like there was a video of like the top five Easter eggs in games of 2021. And this game was number one because one of the Easter eggs is like a certain sequence that you have to play something and click on something randomly in a certain spot of this one screen that gives you a like fake website link or something to go to this website to then look through the source code and find this other thing to like use in the game. I mean, it's like this crazy stupid off to send you guys. I'll post it. We'll post the link. But it was like, like I was like, wow, obviously I didn't find that, but like, damn, like to the developers to like put something in that obscure is like insane. So it's a, it's a really cool game that almost borders on like an ARG. Like, like it's legitimately almost like an augmented reality kind of thing. Cause yeah, they're, they're messing very... with things external to the game, which gives it an aspect that was really interesting that I haven't seen in a while. Um, but again, the game for me, cause I look for things like, I really like games and I went into that game thinking it was going to be challenging. And then I was like, no, it's definitely more of a for fun game. 
like you kind of roll with it and enjoy the enjoy the weirdness and the quirkiness of all the different aspects of the game. Yeah, um, which was and fine. and just to follow up with you guys, I did look it up. It does not actually delete files. It's actually kind of interesting. It uh, does have read access, and they said like you know Steam wouldn't allow a game on their platform that could have read and write access to your hard drive. Right. Like that's that gonna happen. Um, but it does have read access, and if <laughs> you do lose. Uh, what it does is it makes another file. It actually places a file in the location of where that file was located uh, called whatever it was dot deleted. And if you open that file, it'll say like, come on, man, you know, I couldn't delete it, but like man up and go through with the the offer that we or the the plan that we we shook on, like delete the file or something like that. <laughs> and And apparently if you do delete it, the game, when you play it again, it'll actually recognize that and say like, you manned up, like you deleted it. Like, look at you. And it's like, wow. you know, like an achievement or something. I'm not giving you an achievement. And it just moves on. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Super cool game. Definitely appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. So that's the games we've been playing, uh, and the games we want to talk about this week. And, uh, usually this is where we move into emails, which we don't have any, but feel free to send us one. GOA at sasgaming.com. So again, that's what got our attention this week. Check us out, sasgaming.com, for all of our social and links information. Uh, and if you want to contribute to us and give us a little bit more just for whatever reason, uh, patreon.com slash sasgaming as well. So until next time, next week, actually, uh, we will uh, see you guys soon. And uh, take care. Be safe. See you. Bye. Later. Yeah.